Welcome to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another episode of Three More Questions with David Novak. David Novak, how's it going today? Going great. Had a fantastic uh, weekend and uh, look forward to this conversation, Kula. Well, I am too, David, because today we're discussing your conversation with Oscar Munoz, the former chairman and CEO of United Airlines. And he has done a miraculous job at turning United Airlines around. And what I love so much about this conversation is how Oscar's intention of appealing to both the hearts and minds of his employees is really what led the turnaround at United Airlines. Yeah, I think that Oscar is a great example of a, of a leader who really lets humanity play out front. You know, he really believes in being himself, being authentic, being open. And that was a real strength as he turned uh, United Airlines around. Absolutely. And if you haven't listened to that conversation, go ahead and give it a listen. Download it before your next United Airlines flight, because I guarantee it'll make you feel super connected uh, to that airline. But without further ado, we're going to fly right into our questions for today. Well, hopefully we'll have a smooth landing. (laughs) All right, let's get started. Question number one. Like you mentioned before, Oscar is a leader who really leans into the personal nature of performance, how you make others feel, how you emote, your body language, and what it communicates to other people, things like this. I love this concept, and I think it's something people don't really associate with performance-driven leadership. And David, I want to know from your perspective, how can leaders balance being performance-driven and also not lose sight of the personal nature of leadership? Well, I think one of the real key tasks of leadership is to get your team to really want to put their head, their heart, and their hands into everything that they do. So a leader has to be able to articulate where the team needs to go and and why. That's the head part of the equation. You know, once you understand why and you you buy into it, then you can put your heart into it. You can get excited about uh, being a part of it. And then you can really do your part of making it happen by putting your hands into it. So I think Oscar understands this head, heart, and hands formula very, very well. The one thing I really believe is the more you show up as a leader, as the real deal, the more you are you and nobody else, the more people see you as authentic the more they're going to follow you. And that means you have to be personal. You have to let people know who you are, how you think, when you succeeded and why, when you failed and why. And that's how people really buy into you and and what you're all about. I totally agree. And it's one thing that I've loved hearing wisdom from, from all the female leaders that we've had on the show, because They really do a great job at leading with their hearts. And I think, you know, I'm not a male, but I imagine for men, it's maybe a little bit more difficult to kind of access that side of themselves, especially in a position of authority and leadership. But you're right. It really does give other people permission to do that as well. And I feel like that's what creates a really dynamic, transparent and authentic culture. Well, you know, when we had Don Hudson on our podcast, you know, Don talked about the importance of female leaders using their heart. You know, a lot of times female leaders think they have to put up this rough, tough exterior and they really don't show who they are. And so she really encourages female leaders to be who they are. Yeah, you can be tough, but don't be tough just for tough sake. Okay, be tough because it makes sense. 
regardless of who you are, where you come from, your background, you got to make sure that you are you. And remember this, you know, every time you try to be somebody else, you have to work twice as hard. I don't know who said that to me, but I love that phrase. And because let me tell you something, people follow you when you are you, because they know when you're faking it, believe me. Oscar does such a beautiful job of this, and he offers incredible insight to anybody who is maybe struggling with just showing up as themselves. So definitely give the episode a listen if you haven't already. Question number two. Oscar led a massive turnaround when he took over as CEO of United Airlines. And when he did so, most parts of the business were broken. And after analyzing it all, he decided that re-engaging his workforce was the place he needed to start. David, how do you figure out what to do first, where to start in a turnaround situation where the business, quite frankly, is just a mess? The obvious thing that everybody starts out doing when they take on a new role is they look at all the research, all the financial data, all the customer data, and that begins to point you in a certain situation. But I think the most important thing you can do, the most effective thing you can do is to go on a listening tour. And, you know, when I went into turnaround situations and, you know, I I went into a lot of those, you know, whether it was at Pizza Hut, Pepsi, KFC, even Yum, you know, we were always in a situation where we needed to really turn the business around and do something that was dramatically different. The way I always started out was I told everybody, I don't know all the answers, but you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn where we need to go by listening to you. And in the next 90 days, I'm going to learn everything I can about our customers and our people. And that's going to start with a listening tour. I'm going to go out and listen to you and hear what you have to say. And, you know, I always look for a way to do that in very powerful ways. When I was president of KFC, for example, I went to nine regional associations And, you know, I laid out everything I'd learned from a research perspective about our customer and everything I'd learned about, you know, what our issues were from an operations standpoint. And then I asked everybody, what would you do if you were me? And I had them go off in in groups of six to eight and put together a presentation that they could give me on what they would do if they were running KFC. And let me tell you something, I picked up so much valuable insight. I learned what was going on, what needed to be done, and I learned what people really wanted to do. And that was very, very powerful. And it really formed the basis of the turnaround that we put together at KFC. And I did something like that in every new job that I ever went into. And it works. There's a hilarious story in the episode where Oscar talks about one of the first times he met with some of the uh, frontline workers at United Airlines. And he said there's a guy who got on a chair and basically just started screaming at him. And uh, instead of kind of, you know, bulking up and going back at him, Oscar just said, you know, I get it. I understand. And I'm grateful for uh, for the feedback that you shared. And there's a certain posture that you have to have in that scenario as well. Not only can you just go listen to people, but you actually have to show them that you're truly listening and that you're taking what they tell you and you'll put it into action. It reminded me of a situation I had with one of our franchisees. And, you know, the business was really not doing well. And and he stood up just, you know, not on a table, but he stood up in front of everybody and said, son, you better be good. And I looked at him right square in the eye and I said, you know what, sir? I sure hope I am. 
and everybody laughed, and, <laughs> and, and, and it got people on on my side. But there was a lot of truth to that. I needed to be good, and I sure hoped I would be. <laughs> you know, Oscar is a great storyteller. He thinks one of the best ways that you can motivate people is to tell stories from your life, what you've observed in the business, and people will really remember them. And so, you know, that's another thing that I always tried to do. I tried to look for stories that could make my point through what I observed in the marketplace, what I observed from our people, and I would tell those stories and they would really resonate. People remember stories. That's why they're so powerful. It goes back to what we were discussing with question number one, telling stories, particularly from your own past and upbringing, help show your own humanity to the very people that you lead. Question number three, one quote from the episode that stuck with me is this, trust travels at the speed of vulnerability. And I just love that. For many leaders, though, I imagine vulnerability can be very scary. It is for me at times. David, how have you used vulnerability to build trust with your teams? A leader has to have confidence. And if you have confidence, you don't mind opening up and sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly in your career. You know, one of the most powerful things that I did as CEO of Young Brands is I taught this program called Taking People With You. And, you know, I had 14 basic learnings of, of how you take people with you, how to get your mindset right, you know, how to develop a plan once you have your mindset right, and then how you follow through to, to get the results that you're, you're, you're really looking for. And under each learning, I always told stories. And you know what people loved hearing the most? They loved to hear the times that I screwed up. They absolutely love the stories that I shared where I made mistakes, you know, where I ordered way too many solar shades and a terrible promotion we did at Pizza Hut, where I launched Crystal Pepsi without getting enough rigor and analysis and really listening to the people who are close to, to our customers. And the point that I'm making is that the stories that they loved here the most were where I, I talked about where I fell short. You know, a lot of times when you're a leader, I would venture to say most people know why you got the job. You have some sort of track record that got you to where you are at, at that particular point in time. What they don't know is how you got there, what you learned along the way. And when you share that, you're opening yourself up and you become a different kind of leader. And when people see you as a different kind of leader, that's when the speed really happens because people begin to trust you. And the other thing that this really does is it says, hey, look, you know, I'm not perfect. And guess what? Because I'm not perfect, what's that mean? I need you. You know, it's like uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hell when they say sing that song, I need you like a needle needs a vein, like they need rain in Oklahoma. You know, I mean, it's like, I need you. And when you can convince people that you genuinely need them, uh, they're going to follow you and, and it will travel fast. Vulnerability also creates a sense of resonance with people and they're able to see part of themselves in you. And I think, you know, as a leader, when you say, I'm not perfect here, all the times I've failed, it gives the people that you lead permission to do the same thing and to not be perfect and to fess up whenever they make a mistake. So I think being able to offer people you lead a way for them to find parts of themselves in your story is a really powerful way to build trust. Obviously, people know how you got the job. They know about how you succeeded and where you've succeeded. Again, they don't know 
They don't know how you stumbled along the way. And that's where the real power comes in. And it's the great way to show that you are real, that you are a person, that you are human. All the things that Oscar talks about in his podcast with me. It's a really beautiful conversation. And I know that our listeners will learn a whole lot about how to lead into their humanity as they lead others. Well, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead. We're on a mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time with us each and every week, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And tune in this Thursday for my conversation with Gil Hance, the world-renowned golf course architect and the person who led the redesign of LA Country Club where the U.S. Open is being played.